0: You know, you go through snow, desert, forest, mountains, valleys. It's what it blew. It blew my mind. It opened me up to mm. say, India is not just this you, Rajasthan. What it was, what I, I pictured India, this sandy deserty place. And all of a sudden, it's snowing and it's raining and it's cold and it's warm and it, it just it, India really just knocked me, boom, knocked me clean out.
1: Hi, I'm Emma, and this is Trip Report. On today's podcast, I chat with Kieran and Silk. They tell me about their trip through India and Southeast Asia last year that only ended due to the COVID pandemic. From haggling with tours so that they could save on accommodation by bringing their tent and then sleeping literally on top of buildings, to off the cuff gigs in exchange for food. Silk and Kieran tell me all their tips and tricks to saving money while on the road. There are lots of gems in this episode. How did their Instagram presence change from travelling? What opportunities did they find on the road to help fund their trip? What was the amazing cure for cure and sickness whilst travelling when conventional medicine didn't work? Stay listening to find out all of this and more. But before we jump into their interview, I have a very exciting announcement to make. I've been working with some amazing brands to bring you a special competition. I have two goodie bags up for grabs, which include awesome products from Jen's All Sorts, Charlie's Dream Travel, author Anthony Calm, Magic Park Scents, Foamy, Treasure Trails and more. To see all the brilliant prizes, head over to the Win This Highlight on Instagram and check the show notes of this episode and over at tripreportpodcastcom forward slash win. But how do you win all of these goodies? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is subscribe, review the podcast and share your favourite episode on Instagram or Facebook. I'll be picking the winner on Sunday the 9th of August, so you have two weeks to enter. Don't forget to tell your friends too. But back to the episode. This trip report was just too long for one episode, so I will be launching the second part to this episode soon. Be sure to subscribe to not miss it hitting your player as you don't want to miss their full trip report welcome to the podcast silky and kieran thanks so much for being here thank you for having us (laughs) so you guys were traveling for almost a year starting in may 2019 and
2: ending in march of this year what made you decide to go traveling well for me it's very easy i have to say uh, when i was 19 so already 10 years ago i lived belgium and i lived for a year in mexico and this kind of inspired me to travel the world. So I was always living between England and traveling Asia, South America. So for me, it's like a part of, of me, you know, the way I live. So meeting Kiern was like, okay, do you want to go on an adventure with me? <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we met um, two and a half years ago, um, working in Sitges in Spain, um, just south of Barcelona. And we worked as dancers, so we were professionally, performing around the world um and so you know when we when we met we just had this fire and she told me all about her travels and i I fell in love with that you know i fell in love with her but also this this lust for life and for me you know that just said you know and she also said and this is a big part of why we or how we travel now she told me that the way she traveled was was super cheap you know she traveled for around about six euro for a year and i said whoa i've got this money like I can can do that like so so let's do that and we decided within a month of meeting each other that we were going to quit our jobs after one year after the contract was up and then we were going to hit the road and that's exactly how it happened we flew out to India and yeah
1: wow that's quite (laughs) quite a story to just kind of leave your job and just go I'm gonna do it on a shoestring budget and and just go for it amazing so you I found you on Instagram, obviously, um, and you have a really beautiful Instagram account that is full of so much love and your travels. And I think it's quite a unique account in, in marrying the two. Uh, no pun intended. On that. Yes. Um, but <laughs> Did you start your account before your travels or because of your travels? We
2: actually had a separate account. Yeah. It
0: was- so, yeah, we had our own separate accounts. Silk still has her separate account. But um, because I had, I I don't know how it happened, but my account grew a little bit when I, before, when I was, during my dance career, my account grew a little bit, um, only to around about 2,000 followers, maybe not even. And then when Silk and I got together, we started traveling, we still had separate accounts.
2: It's only when we came back after traveling.
0: Yeah. And so many people we met on the road, photographers said, oh you should start you should be an Instagram couple or you know and we were like ah we forever kind of argued against the idea we just didn't think you know how, how would we how would we make that work and then these things just started happening we bumped into maybe seven photographers on the road who all said well I say bumped into you but you know contacted people contacted us from all over the world saying can we either come and meet you here or can we arrange to shoot you somewhere so we we toyed with the idea and now you know it's been maybe two months that we've had a I just decided to rename my account silky on the road and yeah and that was it but um yeah so the the instagram came and and, and we actually were just talking about this today of our instagram really is just our life we try not to we try not to be fake on it we try to just put out who we are and what we do
2: that's why we're often naked because that's (laughs) part of
1: our life (laughs) i think it really comes across that it's really natural and that it that you're speaking from the heart on it you know with all the inspiring quotes and you can see that you're really in love on it which is just really lovely and not all instagram accounts are kind of as uplifting as that so that that sparked my interest to get in contact with you guys about your trip so let's start by so you told me that you were digital nomads on your trip so you were kind of working as you were traveling can you tell us more about that
0: Uh, so yeah, do you want to speak about, about that?
2: You can talk first. Yeah.
0: Well, so <laughs> for for most of, most of my life, I've been a, a performer of some sorts. For me to start off with was music, and then dance dance came in at a, late, a much later stage. But um, music was always something I had in the background. And when Silk and I met, we connected with ukuleles at the start. You know, we just played in a in room in Sitches, and we just always kept it as a little thing. And when I got into India... When we first left, I said I want to um, I want to buy a guitar because I miss try I miss playing music on the road. Mm. So I bought a guitar, and the first thing I said, the guitar was around about hundred pounds, so it wasn't expensive. But I said I want this guitar to pay for itself, and if it pays for itself, I'm happy. And all of a sudden, well, it, it took a few months. We we in India, we didn't play we played music in hostels and just for friends and for people we met. And then we arrived in Vietnam, and someone offered us a gig in a bar we walked into a bar and he, this guy said oh yeah i saw a guitar hanging the wall and curiosity i was like oh yeah can, can i play and he said if you sit down now and play play me a, a half an hour set i'll pay a million dong which is the
2: 30
0: euro Darcy. yeah yeah. so it's not a lot of money but for us just walking into a bar and just and he said i'll pay you that and you've got all your food and drink and we were like okay, okay. <laughs> we did our first together that night and we, we received like a, a huge tip as well. Like people were very open and very warm. It was, it was well received. So we decided, you know, that was, that was going to we be. We
2: never it. searched for it, but it always came to us. Like mm. we walked into restaurants or they, um, they got us in touch with other people. So mm. we're like, you know, we love playing music. So why not doing it in bars and restaurants and make people happy Yeah, while playing music
1: fantastic and what a great way to travel as well kind of playing yeah. as you go
0: and yeah yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah sorry to, to go on from that the where the digital kind of nomad side came in was what well, it was much later when we re- arrived in India we wanted to do a panchakarma which is a huge thing I wouldn't go into panchakarma but it's a, an Indian medicine science a medical whole science detox. um oh, yeah so Ayurveda is is this medical science in India and they have a panchakarma yeah. which was a for us, a 21-day detox of, you have very um, sattvic foods, so um, very plain. It's um, Like what?
2: porridge, like rice porridge with some beans, mung beans. And, stuff. Mung
0: beans. Um, and for 21 days, you have massage, you have different oil therapies, and it's an, an amazing thing. But um, these, these are very expensive, and um, us being on the small budget that we were on, when I contacted a company to say we are interested in doing a, a panchakarma, of they offered us the cheapest one. It was still too expensive for us. So <laughs> me in the chancellor decided to send across our travel videos and said, "Are you interested in any of this?" And he he the, the, uh, um, Ali, the, the guy we now are working with, he he took it. You know, he said like he was really impressed with our videos. This was our travel video from our first year in India, our first six month, our first three months in India he really loved it and he said we can make a deal with you you pay less for your panchakarma course but i like uh, and in turn you visit resorts for me and Mm -hmm. make videos and we ended up with this great job of going to some of the most beautiful resorts in india and having all our accommodation all of our food and we just stood around taking photographs um and making videos and yeah and put that content out, and that's actually kept us going while we were back home um, in lockdown. So we came back to Scotland and videos still need to be made. The page still needs its, its, um, its videos out there. So they're still asking for material and we're still providing them with that material from the, the footage that we have gathered. So that's providing a little bit of an income. But now, that now we know when we go back out on the road, this is going to be able to support us, hopefully for, for the whole year round, you know, so we can just keep going and, and sustainably travel.
1: Fantastic. And who's the company that you're working with in India?
0: So they're called Ayurims and they um, they tailor Panchakarmas for you. So they're like a travel agent, but for Ayurvedic health resorts. If you are on a huge budget, but you need somewhere with um, a swimming pool and someone who concentrates on um, the, the science of um, neurological science, then then you, um, he will find that person for you, the correct doctor in the correct location um and yeah that's that's how the company works and we managed to get in there with that so
1: fantastic and I'll pop the details for them and also your Instagram in the show notes as well so people can find you so you left in May and you started off in India is that right yes yes so where did you fly into and where did you go from there
2: we
0: flew into was in Delhi
2: yeah yeah he wants
0: to <laughs> I'm gonna go for this. This was um, a big decision for us because India was the first country I've ever travelled to, and and like you know, with a backpack on, with an 85 liter backpack on my back, and just said, you know, no return flight. Um, this was the first time I'd done it, and India was going to be a big step for that. That was a huge thing. But so, uh, well, I guess we both sat and we worked it out, and we said it can only get easier from there. So you you go to India you face the, the harshness of India, you see the extreme poverty, you, you're exposed to it all, mm-hmm. then when wherever we go after that, you know, it only gets easier. easier. Yeah. You know, Vietnam was a much more commercialized country. Laos was maybe a little less commercialized than Vietnam, but the, the, less, the, poverty the, the poverty less poverty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like flying into India, flying into Delhi was a shock, but then also a shock. On, I, I didn't realize how, how developed it was. You know, I had this idea of India, and I walk out of the airport and I see, like, you know, we're, oh, we're in a nice metro station. There's lots of people. It's busy. And, you, you know, everything was great. I get out of the metro station at the other side. And then that's when, it, that's when we see the people lying on the streets and people with, you know, dogs in really bad conditions. And that's when you, you step out into the, the real India and you say, I've got to now communicate and how do I get my train ticket? to get me to this this place where I don't know and how do I navigate the streets and even in Delhi, such a big city, there is extreme poverty around one corner and extreme wealth around the next corner. You know, it's it's a very,
2: very diverse country. Diverse
0: country. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So how long did you stay in Delhi for? Did you stay there long or did you? I didn't stay long in Delhi. I think only one or two days just because it's a big city and we prefer to go a bit of out of the, how do you say the,
0: the off the beaten path
2: yeah off the beaten path so we made our way north into Spiti Valley mm. which is amazing uh,
0: yeah actually what, one thing that this was the only organised tour that we, we did was through Spiti Valley and it was for a special occasion Silk hadn't seen our brother in over a year yeah around about a year and he was going to be meeting us in Rishikesh so we decided when we met him that all together we were going to put in some money and we were going to do like a really nice trip and we took this nine-day trek through Spiti Valley, which is like a, a part of, um, it, it cuts the north of India in half, and it is spectacular. One of our biggest recommendations was, you know, you go through snow, s- desert, forest, mountains, valleys, it's, whoa, it, blew, it blew my mind. It opened me up to mm. say, India is not just this, you, Rajasthan, what it was what I, I pictured India, this sandy, deserty place. And all of a sudden it's snowing and it's raining and it's cold and it's warm. And it, it just, it, India really just knocked me, boom, knocked me clean out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I recently saw some images. Um, I think it was Pakistan, actually, but some images of, it, it look, really looked like Switzerland. Again, it yeah. was on Instagram. And they they were like, "Is you know, this is not Switzerland, this is Pakistan. <laughs> like, you can see how amazing and diverse that area of the world is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah.
2: really amazing.
1: And so you spent nine days trekking through there. So was that all, all your
2: food organized as well? And where did you stay? No, food was not organized. We had a tent <laughs> because we thought the trip was a bit too expensive. So we asked like, is there something we can do with accommodation? Can we bring our tent or something? So they organized a tent for us. And uh, yeah, we slept every evening just in a tent. We found a place somewhere <laughs> to to pitch a tent. and uh,
0: this was not like any of your other camping experiences you know some nights we were in nice places by rivers or or in fields and one night we camped on the roof of uh I think it was going to be a future shop you know a shop that oh was still being built
2: yeah.
0: and they, they said oh we don't really have place everywhere was forest round about and it was very dense thick forest and they said it's not safe and we said, is there any way we can go? And they, they pointed to the roof. And our driver, who had, who was trekking us through here, said, yep, we, we take the stuff up and we carried it upstairs. And it was so beautiful because you're a little bit higher off the ground. You see the stars. Mm. And we fell asleep under the stars that night. And it was uh, just just so beautiful. It was mm. in- incredible.
1: Amazing. Hmm. I was going to ask, actually, about the dangers of camping in, in India. like. Yeah. I can imagine that it could be quite dangerous, but I I
2: don't know. You have to tell me. Yeah. Well, apart yeah. from this, actually, we haven't been camping. I think it was only in Spiti Valley. Yeah,
0: we would so... like to do more. We we travel with a hammock. This is probably the biggest thing we travel with is a hammock because we we would like to use it more. We didn't use it as much as we have, we would like to have in the first travel, but it's um it's something we would like to do more. But they they say they they, they I think Indian people have a have, have a fear of of a lot of things like cows and, and stuff and you know when when you see the cows they're just going to rummage through the tent maybe or something it's not um so bad but I, I, I'm i not really sure there are snakes and stuff that you have to be aware of but um we were we were safe on our trip and yeah
1: <laughs> great and so after your nine day trek where did you go from
2: there mm-hmm. after nine day trek oh we visited the whole north so I think we were for Around like one or two months in the north of India. So we went to Manali, Dharamshala, where is also the uh, Dalai Lama based. Yeah. And
0: Dharamshala is uh, probably the big one too. That that was like a good big pinpoint. We had to go to Dharamshala. And it's one of those places in India that's quite removed from India. You feel like you're on vacation from India because there's a lot of Western people, but there's such a big music community and it's a yeah. vibrant.
2: And also it's not, it doesn't feel like India because it's all uh, monks. It's a, a Tibetan, like, a Tibetan uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a totally different feeling. Yeah. Like you feel like you're in Nepal, Nepal or somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah but we were yeah. there for like, 12 days, weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: 12 days to 14 days. And that was the longest we stayed anywhere in India um but anyway first so, no no maybe Katma, vietnam but um yeah so we we try to we try to stay we, we try to travel quickly but not too quickly we we don't want to overstay in some way we don't want to really get comfortable and 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 miss out on things you know we we some of the things even in spiti valley we turned up at this temple and there was a thing that happens once every year happening on the day we arrived and we were <laughs> like whoa this was this was fate yeah. you know um so yeah we we move quite quickly but we try not to miss anything you know as well like if there's something going on and they say you've got to stay two weeks we're going to say can we go away and come back or do we like is the option just to stay Mm. with India you know it travels so wide there you jump on a train and like maybe 24 hours later but you're you're on one train all the way to the other side of India and then you can come back whenever you know
1: yeah so you found it quite easy to travel around then
0: yeah
2: so easy so
0: cheap for the, for the what, what you buy, twenty cents for yeah? for a, for a yeah.
2: train journey of ten hours or something.
0: I don't know what you can get wow. in the UK 20, <laughs> but, um, for twenty, but for that, to be honest, yeah, for so long, you know, and and then for for the longer journeys you are talking for for the price of
2: pff, 50 uh, cents for sixteen hours yeah. or something
0: like this. Yeah, it's it's so cheap. Um, so and yeah. it's also
2: so like it's so good because they sell food and drinks on the train. Mm. So every time they come around it's a samosa chai chai. It's a very special atmosphere and we love it. We always take the local class. Uh is it yeah the, yeah, just the sleeper. Yeah, um, so that
0: that's a big tip we would say is when you, you you have to do it once. It's not for everybody, but a lot of people we know who we travel only done India.
2: This one actually.
0: <laughs> yeah we've only ever done it that way. Um a lot of people we know who travel in India, they don't know what sleeper class is. And sleeper class is you're you you fight for a seat you know you're in with the locals and and it's it's such a a rewarding experience because you're in the class where people a family are sitting across from you. this happened on countless occasions but people sit across from you and then they offer you food or or they they offer you whatever they have you know they they want to come they want to make conversation and it's you know i'm not sure it maybe does happen in the kind of higher classes of accommodation but um we just know that from our experience that the people who you meet in, in the sleeper mm. class, the local people, are just so yeah. giving.
2: Yeah. And also, like they sit on your seats as yeah. well. Like they're not shy. You know, <laughs> they come and sit on your seat. One time, I was actually you were like, well, Kieran was lying on one shoulder, and the <laughs> Indian guy was lying on my other shoulder. I was like, what is this?
0: <laughs> when, when we say India is a, a culture that shares everything they expect the same in return you know you're treated as an indian when you're there so if you've got a bench with with room for three then there's going to be at least four people on it you know <laughs> and they all get in and they you know your family is as you say hello yep. yeah
1: fantastic <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. and so you after you, so this was all in the north and then where did you go from the north
0: from the north we spent you know we spent um around a month in Rajasthan, so we went out into the desert, we did some camel trekking in the desert um we visited the Golden temple, which is right on the border of Pakistan, and the Golden temple is an incredible place where you can stay and eat for free as long as you like it's it's completely donation based or um um what would you call it um volunteer work volunteer work, yeah, okay. so like you we went in and we Learned how to make chapatis, and they they make ten thousand chapatis every day. Chapatis are, yep. <laughs> wow. are the
2: little,
0: yeah. Sorry, ten thousand chapatis, which are the little bread things that they, they make. You know that goes along with a a curry or a dal. You know, and it's just this incredible place. Uh, it's a Sikh temple, and yeah, so we, we experienced that, and then moved all the way across to the other side of India and went into the the colder parts you know so we were right in the north next to nepal we were in darjeeling so the home of tea we we experienced all the tea places
2: yeah but actually this journey has been very challenging for kieran because around about like after one month Mm. you got you fell in yeah i think
0: oh yeah so uh, this was a this was this is a another thing completely but um we struggled with, for around about two months with me just losing weight i tried to eat food and i was throwing up i, I had the food was leaving my system in, a, in any way it could um i went to several doctors to see what it would what it was ayurvedic doctors said they couldn't help me the hospitals i was in hospital overnight three times, um, three times i was in and out of hospital um and just kept losing weight and it, it was a scary, scary time, you know. Lost
2: like twenty kilo. I think, twenty
0: kilo within in one month. In one month, and then for one month, oh. I was just, I, I yeah, I had no energy, but my my drive of my passion for the travel was pushing me on, and, and it maybe wasn't the best for my body, but it, you know, if I was gonna walk two hours in the sun, mm-hmm. I was walking two hours in the sun. Yeah. Um, but eventually, we met a Tibetan doctor, and I was skeptical, but for. You know he said 15 days worth of medication will cure you and i said okay how much is it going to cost and he said
2: <laughs> two euro. Two,
0: two euro, you know whatever the, the equivalent was and i said well i've got nothing to lose and because at this point we were about, about to fly to vietnam and from vietnam i was going to fly back home if it if it wasn't working you know because i was in no state to be traveling mm. um, 15 days after like of this medication and i was cured everything mm. i ate was staying in my system Wow. My body was was starting to regain weight. You know, he, he said I wouldn't need it. There was a, a someone gave me a um, a bottle of s- something to drink that would give me an appetite, and he said, "Don't worry, you won't need it." And I never needed it. My appetite came back. I started I, in um, Vietnam, especially, was a time where I just I was eating a lot, and actually that was the time that we get started playing music, so it was perfect because all the bars were giving us free food, and I was just going for it. <laughs> A way of working out but you know at that point i was then able to to keep food down and it was such a learning experience for me yeah. because my first vision of travel from what i'd seen of silk's travels you know she says oh, i've seen the world and i've done it in this amount of time and i was like whoa so i thought the aim of travel was to go as fast as you could
2: no. round everywhere <laughs> <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the same trip that we did did i did in one, one year, year as well yeah. five years ago I'm always slow as well in yeah. travel, but but I then. think it
0: seems fast because like when we look back in our travels, we say, how did we do all that within with at least within India? How did we do three months in India and cover all the ground we did? So I think in my my mind, I thought it was so much faster, and mm. actually we realized when we got to Vietnam, we, we started to chill out and then in Laos, especially, we chilled it even more Cambodia, even more until you know we got back to India, we were so relaxed, we were just doing things at our tip because we we know that the only time limit we have is our budget and our budget if we're able to keep doing what we're doing doesn't exist you know if we keep like we we bargain for things if we need to we eat the cheapest food that we we find and then if we're able to sustain our travel with music and and photography and videography then you know that there's nothing to say that we have to go home ever so
1: (laughs) amazing so you had two months in India and then you went to Vietnam is that right
2: yeah, had three months, three months in, in India three months,
0: and then um, three months in Vietnam. And we flew, flew into Ho Chi Minh, so we flew into the south of Vietnam and that was a shock right there. Do you want to talk about this one?
2: Yeah, just like after three months in India, like you don't even have shops, you know, like you have little bazaars, I don't know how to say, but not even a shop where you walk into, you know. Arriving in Vietnam, you had all the lights, there was a party in the street and we were, like, dancing in the middle of the street, like, what is this? After yeah. three months of, like, having all the, this uh, shanty-shanty music, you know? <laughs> we arrived in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh, and it was insane. Our hostel was just, like, next to the party street as well, so it was crazy experience, like, arriving in Vietnam.
0: A yeah. big travel tip is, with an exception, we we always take the, the cheapest hostel. And it's, you know, maybe you don't... Not like, the
2: cheapest, cheapest, but... Almost, almost the cheapest yeah. <laughs> if it's
0: you know if, if it's got zero ratings and it's the pictures look a bit dodgy then we're like okay maybe not but if you know if it's got a few ratings and you know people complain about lots of things we usually look at the the reviews and we say like we weigh it up on and how important that is for us you know we don't care about the breakfast because we're going to go out into the street and get our own breakfast or whatever we took the i think it was the cheapest hostel in And it says it's down this street and down this street is just lights, Westerners pouring out of bars, drunk (laughs) all over the place. And that's not our thing at all. But we walked down that street, (laughs) partying, dancing and everything. We, Do you know, it was just coming back to a little bit of normality for us. And yeah, it just, it felt, it felt incredible.
2: Yeah, for a bit. For a bit, yeah. And then we went to the south of Vietnam and we experienced, uh, yeah. Life on the Mekong River. Yeah. So we took a few boat rides and um, yeah, just experienced the south and the local people. And then from there, we travelled back up uh, Vietnam. Yeah,
0: we we did the, the whole length of Vietnam, um, excluding the, the tiny part at the bottom, which was they, they said it just wasn't the um, the greatest time of year to go with the weather going into Phu Phuket. No. no, I don't
2: know Phuket. Phu
0: Phu Quoc is the island in the bottom of Vietnam, which is technically in, in Cambodian territory, but it's it's part of Vietnam. So we wanted to go there, but they said it was going to be months months or um, just going to be raining there. So we thought it's it's a beachy place, so let's not let's avoid that. <laughs> but we made so, a way. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Sorry, I was going to say, did you plan
2: where you were going to go, like your route before you left? No, no. We never have. We have things that we maybe save, like okay, we want to see this place or this place but we never have a route. We just go with the flow because wherever you are, you meet people and they're like, oh, you should go there, you know? So we're like, okay, let's go there. And that's the best thing about not having a plan because you meet so many people, you make friends, they are going a different way, you follow them. And I, I think that's a beauty about, about travel. Yeah. If you have a vacation, you plan most of the things, but if you just travel, you're free and you, you just see where you wake up next yeah. day. So you just had a couple of places in
1: India that was on your kind of to-do, not to-do list, but your (laughs) must-visit
2: list. And
1: the the rest, you just kind of went with flow and knew that you wanted Um, to see. Yeah, yeah.
0: Our first experience of this was, our first vacation together was in Croatia. And this was a couple of months after we left. We went to Croatia. We woke up one morning and a guy came out of his bedroom or his dorm and said to us, Bosnia is incredible. And at that moment, we packed up our stuff. We walked to the bus station and got in the first bus to Bosnia, and and that was it. You know, we didn't know where we were going to stay. We didn't know what we were doing, but we just got on this bus, and and that that was you know that was a, a, around about a year before we started traveling, traveling, traveling. But um, you know that 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 opened me up to whoa, travelers just do that. You know, people meet people. They say something, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go check that out. And <laughs> you know, you might not have seen the city that you're in, but you say oh, I'll come back and I'll see it later because this sounds. Like, I've got to go now. And you know, you know, you follow your heart. You, you know when someone says something, you get that feeling inside yourself of, oh, oh, let's do it. You know, you just do it. You know, that's it. There's no, yeah.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> so you, how long did it take you to get up, like, the whole length of Vietnam? Three months?
0: Well, so it but technically could took do us, two yeah. We two yeah. months. We did it in around about two months, but we got to the north, um, and we went on to Cat Bay Island, which has such a huge place in our hearts now. And mm. um, we have a family on Cap Island because... Not,
2: not, not a family, <laughs> but uh, we've yeah. we made friends who are family now. For yeah. us.
0: <laughs> we On the first day on the island, we went to the beach. We thought, let's go and have some beach time. We hadn't had any beach time in Vietnam. And this girl comes over to us with a leaflet for live music tonight at this bar. And we were like, oh, okay, like, let's go check that out. And we said to them, oh, are you looking for any musicians? We would played around about five or six gigs at this point. And they were like, oh, we'll tell our boss and we'll let you know. So we go to the beach, we're chilling on the beach and this guy comes over to us. Ah, oh, are you guys the musicians? And we were like, yeah. And he said, come play tonight. Welcomed us to in. We played one gig and afterwards he got talking to one of his friends who owns another hostel and they got together and they said that they wanted to pay to keep us on the island for as long as they could. They wanted to keep us there until March this year. So they wanted a six <laughs> month fun. season out of it. But we said, Unfortunately, we can't do that long because uh, you know um, they were willing to pay for our flights to um, Thailand to renew visas and then come back. They wanted to pay for everything. But just with our travel plan of no plans but slight, you mm. know... We, we, we wanted still wanted to, to see the world. So we were like, uh,
2: one month is yeah. enough.
0: So we said, we'll commit <laughs> to one month and we'll see how it goes. And after that month, we, we really could have stayed there much longer. We We fell in love with the people mostly. You know, it's a beautiful island, but... Um, it was mostly the people that kept us there. Yeah. Um, we played music every night for one month. We played 20, 20 or twenty-eight gigs um, in a row. And um, we had some crazy experiences. But then we got back on the road. We went to Hanoi, which is... the, the ha- Vietnam, what shocked us was the, the beauty of the cities. The cities are clean, vibrant, like full of life cities. Mm. We've In Hanoi, we met people on the side of the... The lake where they were just playing music, and we sat down for a while. Beautiful and city, really beautiful yeah. city.
2: And also, it's so easy to find vegetarian foods. Mm. You only have to know is anchi, and people will show you a restaurant yeah. uh, a vegetarian yeah. restaurants.
1: That leads me on actually to a question I was going to ask you. That I saw on your Instagram that you are vegan. Is that right?
0: So we are um vegan when we can be vegetarian for, for the most part, because um, the trying to find vegan food also like we we, we've quite asked ourselves this many times and spoken to people about it is it selfish to to want to try these foods and we we, I guess it's something that we're willing to to say you know we we try and do a bit for the earth and and what we can do Mm -hmm. but we um most of the time we vegetarian because in India you know they'll use a lot of ghee use milk and to be able to try the authentic dishes from my experience vegan restaurants serve this this kind of westernized vegan menu Mm. it it tends to be either that or you're just eating the the most plain food you know they say oh well we can make you some rice or and i didn't want to do that i wanted to go to india and india is so great for vegetarians because it's you know everything's vegetarian Mm. so we we would rather yeah i I, I don't think it's selfish of us to say we would rather just go and and taste all the food and experience everything to its Mm. full and we make our decisions from there, you know, when we, whenever we saw a vegan restaurant, we were like, oh, yeah, let's, let's try this, you know. Vietnam was great for yeah. vegan banh mi, which is just like a, a baguette with, with like some kind of filling in it, and we, we tried that when we could, but um, to just try and immerse ourselves in the culture, as, as the people do, you know. Um,
2: Not to the yeah. fullest because <laughs> no meat and fish, no meat. but yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so, yeah, we, we, we try and do a bit,
1: mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. And did you find that okay in Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia as well?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: actually everywhere.
0: It was, yeah, it so, soaks so. I had this
2: view, yeah. <laughs> I was five years ago in Vietnam and I remember it being really bad. I was like, oh, love. Yeah, okay, don't have high hopes on Vietnam, you know, because there will be not a lot of food that we can eat. So, you know, just don't expect anything. And we arrived and we, were, we learned the word An Chai. And we were finding everywhere local vegetarian restaurants for like one euro. You have a whole meal with soup, Um, the main meal, the soup. uh, What else is it? So many things. Tea, whatever. Just a full thing, you know. And yeah, Yeah. I didn't expect it. I was like, oh my God, I missed out on something last time I was here. (laughs) (laughs) Just by knowing that kind of
1: not secret, but secret to you word.
0: (laughs) That's it. So in, in Vietnam, actually one of our our biggest things that we've learned from now is you know we really want to try and exist in the moment as much as we can because we, we thought we were doing that you know we were very present in our travels but we got through Vietnam and now we look back and you know we really enjoyed Vietnam when we were there but now my mom asked us last night my mom said to us if you could go somewhere for one week and only visit that one place where would you go and we both said Vietnam straight away.
2: Back then we didn't think like oh Vietnam is our favorite. We still think India is the most special one but when we look back we had so many beautiful memories, so many beautiful people we met, the nature, just everything. It kind of
0: ticks all the boxes Mm because you've got the comfort of there are other tourists there. You go to the cities and it's brimming with tourists but you take a step off the beaten track and you're we were exploring cave systems in Phong Nha, which is just, we're, we're one of the world's, I think the world's largest cave is. Um, so that's that's on our bucket list. It's very expensive, yes. but um, <laughs> we, we, you know, we went round and we saw some amazing caves we saw caves that weren't on maps, you know, we just, we adventure, mm. you know, those kind of adventures. Um, and Vietnam was just, for, for the food, for the people, for the, you, everything about the country is so beautiful. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Amazing. You've really inspired me to go to Vietnam. I haven't been, I've been to Laos and Thailand, but, but not Vietnam, sadly. Yeah, that was oh, okay. very yeah,
0: When we got to Laos, you know, it was just, I felt everything softened within me.
2: Yeah, I think Laos is still maybe a step higher than Vietnam. Oh, but no, it's hard to say.
1: <laughs> so after Vietnam, you had three months in Vietnam and then you went across to Laos. How did you get from Vietnam to Laos?
2: Yeah. Oh. Well, we just should uh, mention the Ha Giang Loop.
0: Yeah. The highlight of Vietnam for us was um, the Ha Giang Loop. It was the last thing we did in Vietnam. And it's a... You can do as many days as you like. We did three days. Three days? Four days? days. Four day bike ride around the north of Vietnam. Um, It's called the Ha Giang Loop. And uh, it stole our hearts. So beautiful.
2: (sighs) For me especially because I love uh, taking portraits, photography. So... You're Like at the Hajong Loop you pass all those little towns and it's full of local people and they're all so happy like, have their pictures taken just they're happy people mm. but then if you ask like oh can I take a picture of you they're like super happy and so open and it's just a beautiful culture like yeah. it's nice in the cities but when you go off the beaten track and you meet the locals you know who invite you in their house and stuff it's so so beautiful yeah mm. Amazing. And did you organise that yourself, or did you do?
0: So that that's um a thing where we just went to a hostel. The hostel where rent motorbikes, and uh, you know they just rent the motorbike and say bring it back when you bring it back, and we'll charge you what you you us And it was not very expensive. It, it was ten dollars a day.
2: Yeah, this is with insurance.
0: Yeah, ten dollars a day for a bike with insurance, and. You know, we, we drove for four days. Um, the fuel cost in Vietnam is very it was two little. two euro
2: for the four days. Yeah, two
0: something, euro. Two, three, three <laughs> euro. Like, it
2: was insane.
0: Wow. <laughs> we, we jump around currencies a lot just because a lot of the different countries, you know, like we, when I calculate, because I spent a lot of time in, in um, Europe now as well, I can't calculate a lot in Europe and in, in euros. But then I remember some things in pounds from telling my dad, who's, who's a motorbike rider. And I uh-huh. tell him, oh, dad, this cost me two pounds to do four days on a bike, you know. Um so some things and then dollars are, are commonly what they, they they would write on the for the tourists, you know, like oh we rent bikes for one dollar and whatever, you know. So um yeah. But oh biggest travel trip, just right there, just when I'm saying about currencies, always think in the local currency. This is a, a huge tip from us, is um don't ever think, oh it's only five pounds or it's mm. only ten pounds, because ten pounds equivalence in, in our culture, what you can get for for 10 pounds in Scotland or in England, it goes a whole lot further in yeah. India and in Vietnam, you know. So, so paying, you wouldn't pay the same for a scooter rental in the UK as you would in Vietnam. And that's how we tend to think about it. And that's how we manage to keep it so cheap. Just by always thinking, you know, ah, oh, this, this place is doing it for $10 a day, but why is this place like $20, $30? I think
2: it happens first. Like also my mom, last time when I was traveling for a year, she was like, ah, oh, Silky, you're too much. Like, like you're eating too cheap, you know, like go to a nicer hotel or go to a nicer restaurant, you know? But I was like, no, because with this money, I can travel for a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she came to visit me in Myanmar and she was starting to do it herself. She was like, oh yeah, let's not buy this because this gives us four teas, for example, you know? So it's so easy to fall into this thing of, uh, yeah, local yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you for that tip. That, that's a really good one. Because like you say, you can just get totally into the zone of this is this much at home. And then before you know it, like you say, you're comparing it all. And yep. you're thinking, well, why don't I spend, you know, $50 or something on an amazing meal, but actually you can get just as an amazing meal from a local person.
2: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay depends you know yeah. if you have people who just want to travel and enjoy and yep. go to better restaurants you know it's okay to do this as well
0: yeah we, we understand yeah, so we so met people on all different t- trips if someone is on the trip a trip for a year and they have a ten thousand pounds budget and they want to spend that then that's great you know but for silk and i our, 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 we just want to travel sustainably and if that means you know if that means we're traveling very cheaply and, and making enough money to get by or if that means we're we've we've always said if we were to make a lot of money on the road we would probably still travel we we'd treat ourselves, but we would probably still travel the way we travel because we we love it you know we we don't it's not like we don't enjoy staying in the hostels we stay in or we don't enjoy the people you meet we,
2: the best people as well yeah, staying in we, the cheaper <laughs> hostels you meet the people who play music and it's yeah
0: yeah and I think it's it's that it's that thing of we don't if you're on a similar trip there's usually people who are going to be saying Oh, there's a reason I'm in this hostel that's very cheap you know it's because I'm on a long trip or it's because I have like a smaller budget and you end up meeting like-minded people so
1: mm-hmm. yes yeah, people that are on a similar journey to you and a similar ethos as well yeah amazing so then as I say uh, how did you get from uh, Vietnam to Laos
0: so we took a bus across the border from the um from Ha, ha Ooh. Yeah, we went straight from Hajiang to. Um, we went to Hanoi, and
2: then from Hanoi, we oh. we ah, took yeah. a bus somewhere, and then another bus.
0: Yeah. To, yeah, so we just hopped across the border, um, a few little village stops, and then straight across the border. And when we got into Laos, yeah, the only way down is is via boat, and we took a boat to the next village, and that was that was our first kind of big stop in Laos. And we we really settled in there. We fell in love. There was a, a buffet there for breakfast and dinner, dinner. yeah mm-hmm. breakfast and dinner buffet it was it was a little more expensive maybe like i think we were spending around about 7 euro a day <laughs> um on food not a lot we didn't
2: have lunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah but
0: we, we didn't need lunch breakfast. you know we, we had this buffet <laughs> breakfast we would go out and enjoy the day we would go on adventure and then we come back we'd have a great dinner and we were staying in a beautiful little lodge
2: i think was it in uh, nokya 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 it's a yeah. uh, like a very big dip. if someone goes to Laos, the north of Laos is so beautiful. I don't know if you have been, but I love the way from Nong Kiao all the way to Mongkwai. Nong Khoi. Nong Khoi. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it in the right order, but yeah. it's it's so beautiful. I
0: think yeah.
2: Or is Nong Kiao, Nong Kiao first and then <laughs> oh something. Either like
0: way, <laughs> going from north to south, you know, before you you hit Luang Prabang, um, you've just got these little villages, and we decided not not really budget consciously, just for our own adventure, we took the boat down for for one village because there's no other way to do that you've got to cross the river and whatever but from there we decided to walk almost 30 kilometers to the next village um but we you know we passed through villages and we ended up staying in one of those villages um with a local family, which was one of the most humbling experiences.
2: I don't think they ever had a tourist in their home. It's just we didn't have a place to sleep. And we were like, Oh, where do we sleep? And then someone told us, Oh, I know someone, maybe he can help, you know. So they were like, Oh yeah, come into the house, and they made us food, the best omelette I've ever had in my life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Super basic, but that's that... <laughs> And then yeah.
2: Kieran and the playing music for the whole village. All the children were in this tiny house just like singing and it was so so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Then in typical Lao fashion you know our, our, our host you know she came out with the food and then she's like shooting everyone off so it goes from a room full of you know you're talking 40 children all gathered around and old women yeah. and yeah, and then all of a sudden they're all, they're all gone and then <laughs> the giggles and someone looking in the window while you're having your meal and you still want to be to interact with it. Our host was like everyone go go go. Yeah. <laughs> I, was
2: gonna, I was
1: gonna ask as you were traveling through you mentioned that you stopped at little villages on the way did you how did you find eating and things on route we um, it
0: was a bit
1: harder
2: I think. it was harder
0: in Laos but harder, yeah. we met we were really lucky to in the first place we we stayed we met a local guy who kind of taught us the way and now we can't remember the word for vegetarian nope. but <laughs> um, we that's the first thing we usually learn is just how to say um since it's hello so we learn the hellos and the, the please and thank yous
2: since
0: um, is in Vietnam no? no? oh yeah okay. <laughs> so we learn the language we learn the little bits that we have to and then usually we, we um, try to learn what is vegetarian which I think I remember now is pak 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 is vegetarian Lao. We we did learn further along the way that it, I think it can mean different things, or there's some confusion there, and it's not clear. But
2: it can mean a basketball. Or something.
0: <laughs> but when we asked for it, usually people kind of got the the gist, and we were able to communicate because English wasn't the most widely spoken language in these places. You know, we, we were communicating in, in very little broken English, or and also just sense.
2: like making sounds like ah uh, no. Op, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i let go out that way <laughs> so often, often she said no i'm more, more like uh, whatever. yeah because
2: otherwise they come with meat and then you're like ah oh, no 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 oh. sometimes hard to explain and i also don't want to say i don't want it but i'm vegetarian since like ooh, 11 20, no, 21 years now 21 wow. years so i wouldn't be able to to eat meat or fish, like I would just throw up. Not that I, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Very difficult
1: because you've got that kind of boundary of not wanting to be yeah. rude, but at the same yeah. time you've got your own values and and yes. everything yeah. as well. Yeah,
2: sometimes yeah. It's hard, but we managed.
1: And, we managed. Yeah.
0: And then from from there, um, our journey through Laos then only consisted, and this was a budget thing, but also a challenge because I'd never done it. We decided we were hitchhiking the whole way, and we hitchhiked the ride from. Um, the bottommost place which we think is Nong Kiao, ah, Nong Kiao.
2: Nong Kiao. we yeah.
0: hitchhiked from Nongkyao to Prabang and then they brought us right into the city. There was I think we were in two different modes of transport and from there that sparked it and that was me. I never spent a single penny on transportation after that because we got all the way from the north of Laos all the way to the bottom of Cambodia via um via hitchhiking. Some some someone did at one point put us on a bus. They were like they flagged down a bus and they spoke to the driver and we got on the bus and, you know, crazy things happen. But um, we we decided that we want to do it on a zero spend for transport just because Mm. transport can be more expensive in these countries. When we say more expensive, we mean that in really? terms of yeah and in, in terms of their their currency mm. but um but
2: it's also it's not for me like for the money it's mostly it's, just for the experience yeah. because you meet so many amazing people while mm. hitchhiking once we were in the truck uh, of a chinese guy and we were talking to him in uh lao how do you say it laosian lao Laos, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so we were saying some words in lao but he was looking a bit weird, you know, and then after a while we found out that he was Chinese. So then Kieran speaks a bit of Mandarin, so they were having a little conversation, and it was just so yeah. so much fun.
0: But you know, we we're maybe seven hours in the, the the truck with this guy, and it was so nice to you know this is everything from big Arctic lorries to um to hanging in the like you know in the trunk or, or in the would you call that? The, yeah, the trunk of the car, you know, the, the open part at the back where we're just hanging with our legs off the edge. Or one
2: time we were sitting on the sugarcane truck. Yeah. So we're just like sitting on sugarcane. of the sugar cane. We actually did have a piece and we... Yeah, the,
0: one guy said break and we, we had knives, <laughs> so we, we take... And we had sugarcane the whole way but we, we've hitchhiked on everything. In India, we actually hitchhiked on a tractor. Um, in, in Vietnam, we had checked on scooters, um, two separate scooters <laughs> across the city. Um we've done the trucks, we've done big lorries, we've done little, oh, one of our favorites was in Laos, we had a motorbike and sidecar, but the sidecar was for carrying, like, water jugs or whatever milk, or, mm. and both of us, the guy said, I'll hop in, and we got in, and we went all the way to a beautiful waterfall in the, in the sidecar of this guy's little thing, and it struggled on the house. And he was like, it's
2: okay. yeah.
0: A lot of times I I thought of getting out, but he was like, no, 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 keep going. And he just...
2: Going the same tempo as actually walking (laughs) next to it, you know? (laughs) Mm.
1: That's amazing. So did he just take you to the waterfall or did you ask together? Almost.
0: Almost, yeah. He was going in that direction. There was only one road.
2: It was like three or four hour walk. Yeah. And we had to walk maybe one hour or so. One hour, Yeah.
0: He, he, he was going as far as some, some point, and that's what we do. You know, when we're on the side of the road, we just say, Are you going this way? And if they're going that way, we're like, Can we get in? And, you know, and with him, it was a joke. You know, we said, oh, Are you going that way? And he was like, Yeah. And we were like, No, no. And he's like, No, come. And we were like, Okay. So we, we got in, and
2: yeah.
1: And did you have any scary experiences for the <laughs> hitchhiking? Oh, uh, well, in La. oh, no.
2: Where was it? Last, we did have one. Last? Yeah. With
0: the scooter with a truck following. Us. Oh yeah, so um, not actually a hitchhiking story, but um, we did have when we were in Laos, in the south, we did um, Paxia loop, which is a, another amazing. We we love the minute I I'd, I'd never driven a, a scooter or a motorbike before, and when I got <laughs> to Vietnam, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this, and and it went extremely well, and I felt so safe, felt very, felt mm. very safe behind me. So we we really wanted to like I had such a passion to just keep on doing it, and. In the south of Laos, we, we go in this waterfall loop of, you know, you just drive, the, the roads aren't as nice as Hajang loop, but the waterfalls are very impressive. And um, I think on second day, we had this this homestay marked on a map, and we go along the road to where this homestay should be, and all of a sudden it gets so dark. It got dark so quickly. So we couldn't see anything on the road, and we couldn't see much um on the map, so we just looked at where the location was and then I turned into the side of the road and there was a gap in the fence to go into a field, like a, just like again an open gate. So I was This at... whole
2: time there was a truck following us? No,
0: no, no, there was nothing here.
2: No? We just got off the it's... road. Uh, yeah, yeah, we came yeah, off yeah, the okay, main okay. road yeah, and we yeah. decided
0: to cross the field and go in the direction of the ho- this homestay, what we saw. And get through the field, there's another gate, so we open the gate, we close the gate, and we're on a little dirt road and as we turn to go up the dirt road, a truck turns on the lights behind us and starts creeping slowly behind us we got very scared at that point we
2: didn't say to each other we were a bit like okay i think he didn't want to tell me that he was scared
0: Or i was like okay let's go let's let's just keep going and because we were driving slowly because it was a dirt road we and it was pitch black we couldn't see anything this truck was coming behind us at the same kind of pace and we were like uh, i was getting very worried so we came to a point and it was a dead end just a gate in front of us and a gate to the side of us and i said so jump off Get that gate open, and then I'll come through and just close it behind you. And she still got off. She she opened the gate. I got through. She closed it, and then we got on the bike and we just drove across this field as fast as it we could. There was
2: only a field, it. Oh my god! And was... in the
0: the tracks. You know that the tractor cuts to plant the seeds and the, the kind of dirt holes that they leave. We were just in one of those and just hoping in for the, the best. In the middle
2: of nowhere, no light. It was yeah. pitch black. It was insane. And then we saw this tiny light, like. I don't know, a few hundred meters yeah, and away. And we're like, okay, let's see what it is. And then we arrived and four men came out of this, it's not even a house, it was just like a shed a Barn,
0: Yeah, kind of a big barn. Um, And four men come out and we were like, okay, it's four I guys. was really
2: scared at that point. And then,
0: and then all of a sudden, you know, the first one kind of breaks out and is like, oh, don't worry, we are Christian. We, we welcome you here. Oh. And, so, and all of a sudden we were welcomed in the he, two of them disappeared for a while, we didn't really know, they didn't really communicate and came back with food for us, they came back with breakfast, they came back with... and they just, you know, they didn't want to take anything, they said... they made sure that our bikes were locked up and that we had a room where, like, you know, they gave us a bed I don't know whose bed they gave up, but they gave us a bed and they said, you lock the door, make sure it's locked and you have your padlock and... They, they were made the sure most we sweetest people, so yeah. sweet. There was um, also
2: a woman then with a baby that we met afterwards and we were just sitting outside, like, they were making sticky rice. And we were having food together with them and listening to Christian music. Yeah. And they were just such a beautiful people. And also, like, when we woke up the next yeah. day, because we didn't know where we were, when we opened our eyes, we were like, wow, this place is stunning. You know, the fields. We were and in everything the middle. Of, yeah,
0: it was so beautiful. But what what really humbled us was the fact these people, they didn't have a lot to give. You know, mm-hmm. they all they had was their 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 warmness their warmth that to welcome us Mm. in you know they they were working the land to to make the money for their families we just Uh,
2: give them money like uh, yeah we couldn't leave
0: without it you know we just said like you guys have really you know you you saved us for the night we didn't know what was happening with the truck or we didn't know where we were going to sleep that night and we just said like we can't not and they refused and they refused and we said like we're gonna leave it here if you don't want it then fine if you don't want it and they, they eventually took it and we were so happy because they they were a huge part of our trip such mm. beautiful beautiful people and yeah such a, a warm a humbling experience
1: yeah so did they speak english no
0: and one How the, weird, the one guy, the one guy bit, yeah, yeah the, the, kinda, the guy who first came in and said we're christian he he was the conversation he like we we asked everyone's names and he went around and gave us a mm. introduced us um very little english but um
2: google translate
1: was a good thing when i traveled it was quite a while ago and there was no google smartphones anything yeah. like that so i imagine it's a whole different experience now
2: <laughs> when we travel we don't uh, have any sim cards yeah so we travel without internet or when we're in the middle of nowhere the phone doesn't work. Yeah. So it was just, uh, it was his phone that has uh, had some data on it. Yeah.
0: So yeah. it's something that I challenged myself with, budget friendly as well. I was like, oh, I'm not going to pay for the SIM card. Just see if we can get by. And really, we do use um, Me, which is a, an offline map. So you download everything beforehand and, and that helps. But um, we, I, I guess we just, I, I'm, I'm very headstrong. If I if I think I can do something, I, I'm going to do it. Mm. So
2: I've never, yeah. like actually never in my yeah. life I had a SIM so I've always been traveling as a girl alone, one year Asia, half year South America, Venezuela. I'd never had a SIM card and never wanted it, never needed it. And yeah. I think it's the best way you, you meet people and you ask them questions instead of looking on your phone. So yeah, I it forces it's...
0: you to talk to the locals. Mm. So.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to stop there with the interview for this episode. Silk and Kieran were so inspiring to chat with. I love the idea of just continuously traveling with no end date and travelling in the most budget-friendly and sustainable way. They were so generous with their travel tips. I hope you got some value from their trip report. There's certainly more tips to come in the rest of their trip. Every now and then, I come across an interesting podcast that I'd like to share with you all. I recently found a new podcast called Travel Tales by Rachel. Rachel is an avid traveller who has lived on three continents and has been to some interesting locations over the past decade. Rachel's podcast is brand new and covers all things travel, the good, the bad, and the ugly. In her first episode, she talks about her travel pet peeves, while her most recent episode delves into the summer she spent in San Diego, working in SeaWorld, and sharing an apartment with 17 other people. You can find Travel Tales by Rachel on Spotify, or else head to Rachel's website, traveltalesbyrachel.com. On the next episode of Trip Report... I continue my chat with Silk and Kieran and find out how the rest of their trip went. They continue to give me tons of tips and tricks for budget travel. I find out how the COVID pandemic ended their continuous life on the road and how to truly experience local culture. Like I said earlier, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that episode dropping into your podcast player, because it will be sooner than the usual two-week schedule. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, travel well and travel safe.